<laughs> oh, that's cold. This is the Going for Broke podcast. I love anonymity a little bit. And then now it's like, I'm just not, like, women are on the streets were just talking to me. And they're like, oh, well, you do the Going for Broke podcast? I'm bang. That's what they say to me. They actually say, bang. Sports. With the first pick in the yeah, 2018 Masters Draft, Tumam Duong, the pick is yours. I pick Doug Gahim. Who? <laughs> Doug Gahim. Reality TV. Uncle Harrison's the greatest human being. Perhaps after me. <laughs> Life. I hate the Snapchat dog filters. Why? It's so dumb. It's, it's so, so cute. No, it's not cute. It's never cute. Unfiltered. When I read it, I, I thought it would sound more like, mm, bang. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're really, the N and the G are really subtle there. Here are your hosts, Mike Tumam Duong, Adam Scully, and Mike the Hound Dog Harrison. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 59. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. I'm, uh... Oh, dear. <clears throat> Can we get a medic? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hurting. <laughs> had quite the night last night. Whew, as you can, as you can already tell. Whew, episode fifty-nine. I was gonna say the Jack Ham edition, and I saw. I was trying to look up a number fifty-nine, and it was a, a Pittsburgh Steeler, and I got triggered. I triggered myself because I was like, I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers so much, and I don't want to say a Pittsburgh Steeler name. But then I thought, you know what? And I could just basically rant about the Pittsburgh Steelers for about a few minutes. So, Jack Ham, cool Pittsburgh Steelers. Gotta gotta hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Hound Dog here is with uh, Ero Rosales again, and um, what's going on, everybody? And Two Mom's not here. He's a. Uh, I guess he doesn't care about this Hound Dog. He cares about his actual parents' dog more. <laughs> I'm a little upset, little uh, little upset there, Two Mom. But you care more about an actual pet as opposed as opposed to me. Dog lover extraordinaire, man. Uh, just po- posting photos. His timeline is filled with like dog <laughs> posing shots. He's got them. You know, justified in a beautiful park setting, and then uh, you know, looking up, like I mean, it's a it's a beautiful beautiful shoot. So. Nah, no doubt, yeah, yeah, we love you, Mom, and we'll see you uh, hopefully soon because uh, your quips are much needed for the the podcast. Yeah, and we're struggling with this board. Yeah, oh well, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, I think the, again the audio. I didn't click one thing on last time, so the audio I was getting from you was uh, just from the uh, laptop audio, so uh, you were a little bit uh, lower, the yeah, volume. Yeah, it sounded so. like I was from here. So, yeah, hopefully uh, I corrected that this time, but uh, I, I probably screwed it up somehow. Uh, but speaking of Pittsburgh Steelers that I was mentioning earlier, let's yes. uh, uh, dive right into it. Uh, they made some, they're part of one of the huge moves in the NFL. Oh, And then Antonio Brown. Yes. Okay, so. Unfortunately, I thought he was going to stay in Pittsburgh. I thought they'd be able to work it out. Yes. No dice. Um, that's crazy, actually. The Antonio Brown thing. Um, now that I look at it, it, was he gassing us by dyeing his beard gold and having crazy hair and basically looking like a, a homeless man that was kind of losing his marbles? Because once he got traded, I mean, he was back to business as usual, clean shaven. Basically, every photo you've seen of him prior to this crazy spell, he just went back to it. And uh, stuff I've heard is that he was potentially. Uh, destroying his value so that when the Raiders made the trade for him, they gave up literally nothing. A third and a fifth, which they traded for uh, a third-round pick for their Pittsburgh Steelers uh, receiver. Mark Davis Bryant. Yeah. Yes. So they gave up a third and a fifth for the most productive receiver in NFL history over this over a six-year stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 
truth. Like that's not uh, that is the absolute fact that he's been the best receiver over a six year period in NFL history, and they got him for literally peanuts. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable that they did that. And I, I'm not a Raiders fan. I believe that the Raiders are gonna step on their own feet as per usual, trip on their own feet. But they've got Antonio Brown now locked in. Uh, they made um, and they have three first round draft picks coming up. I mean, you can rebuild on the fly like this. Mm -hmm. That's what it, that's what makes the NFL so good, right? Is the fact that within a year, a team can go from trash to great, and vice versa. So it's uh, they definitely could. My theory has always been that John Gruden uh, got, got that contract. He's always been salty about how he left um, Oakland. Got the contract, ten year deal was a hundred or hundred million, I think. Yep. And he's like basically trying to sabotage uh, his way out of Oakland. And he's gonna hope he hopes to be fired after like two or three years, and then go back to broadcasting. And he has a ton of extra money. So my, that's my theory with trading away like Khalil Mack and all those guys, Amari Cooper, was he's trying to sabotage himself. Maybe he was trying to sabotage himself, but now he's kind of fallen into a situation where if you do this properly, you're kind of set. Like if I'm if I'm uh, the Raiders, what I'm probably doing is locking down my defense with those number one picks. I'm probably trying to or first round picks. I'm gonna try to build my line. So maybe two edge rushers and uh, and a stuffer in the middle, or maybe a really really um, mobile middle linebacker to kind of solidify the middle, and then just go from there. I mean, now that you have that, you know, and maybe we'll find out for sure if Derek Carr is the real deal. And uh, do you think they? I was just gonna say, do you think they draft a quarterback, or do you think they they did they stick with Derek Carr as their QB? I think this is his prove it year. So if he has a really good one, because really his his only good year was the one when he broke his leg at the end when they were like rolling. And uh, that's been the outlier so far. So, and he's also kind of been like a little salty about everybody criticizing him, challenging people to MMA fights and all this nonsense. But I mean, he should probably, you know, maybe have a shot at it. Uh, you know, this will be his best shot. This will be easily the best receiver he's ever had. And if he feeds him often, I mean, you're only going to be successful. It, and then, of course, it's it's uh, the other big receiver uh, being traded was. Uh... Man, I'm just not feeling that today. Be, uh, Mr. That would be you're teeing it up for me. That's why. So don't don't you know don't be modest. <laughs> it was Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, from course. the Giants to the Browns in literally the most blockbuster of blockbuster deals. I mean, first third and Jabril Peppers going the other way. First third and Jabril Peppers. First thing I thought of. I mean, I took a nap in the evening because I'm you know an old man and I woke up. Gramps. Yeah, and I saw a bunch of texts from friends and everything, and and then I'm like. Is this true? Like, are we kidding right now? Because the Giants didn't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. They just locked them down to a long-term deal um, this last year, right? This last offseason. Mm -hmm. So they locked them down, and then they dealt them for, like I said, a first, a third, and Jabril Peppers. I don't know what the Giants are doing, but I think their biggest mistake, first of all, is leaning deciding that Eli Manning is going to be the guy that's going no, to No, no, no. Remember we talked about last podcast, they're getting Russell Wilson. Oh, that's as, right. As for Colin Coward, uh, yes, of oh, course. That's right. Clearly, that's they're right. obviously doing that. <laughs> yeah. Damn, so stupid. That was. I mean, I do remember that now. Uh, I have no idea what the Giants are doing. I, I feel like the Giants are blindfolded and throwing darts at a board and seeing like. Because imagine if you had Odell Beckham Jr., Saquon Barkley on a rookie deal, and you happen to hit on a quarterback in the Absolutely. first round. Absolutely. Oh my God, that that offense would be ridiculous. Absolutely, and I, I don't understand why you wouldn't. I know we don't want to go into this. Here's one. If you really want to see how good you were with OBJ and Saquon Barkley, like Colin Kaepernick is around, a competent quarterback. I'm not saying forget all the controversy and stuff. I mean, that's the most talented quarterback available. Why not take a one-year flyer on him? 
right? Like, because the bottom line is Eli Manning cannot play football anymore. No. I mean, he is so bad that um, I mean, he was never. Obviously, yes, he was a very good quarterback before. Mm-hmm. And he was a but he was gifted a, li- a little bit helped by the last name, mm-hmm. no question. For not, sure. I'm not, I'm not taking him away from his career. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, unfortunately. I don't. I think, for example, Phil. We talked about this before. Phil Rivers is, to me is a better quarterback, for example, by far. But uh, he will be in the Hall of Fame because he won the two chips. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he was never, in my estimation, a super super great, elite 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 quarterback. And then obviously now, what is he? Thirty-seven, thirty-eight. So uh, I mean, yeah, he's, the wheels have fallen off. The wheels have fallen off bad. But the crazy part is that there's loyalty and stuff. Like I'm, I'm a, I understand that, but. I think they've done everything they can to be loyal. I mean, they've, they've carried him for the last five years when he has been completely deteriorating. This is time to, you know, cut bait. You know, it's it's, it's actually not disrespectful to do this at this point. What they did last year where they benched him mid-season to see what they had, yeah, that was disrespectful. But now, like, or, sorry, two seasons ago. But this last season, they gave him every opportunity. They gave him two uh, standout weapons that most NFL teams don't have, and he still struggled. So, uh, but... I mean, how about the Cleveland Browns? When's the last time we said the Cleveland Browns could dunk on the rest of the league for an entire offseason? What are they, like the sixth favorite to win the Super Bowl or something they, like that now? They have the same odds as the Los Angeles Rams, <sighs> who just wow. went to the Super Bowl. It's That's insane. Uh, but I don't know. If, I mean, I used to always think, oh, it's the players. It's that. I mean, the NFL is literally, if you have a good front office, if you have good ownership, and you have a great front office staff, that is literally your best weapon to compete in the NFL. Because the players, obviously, they all have talents and all these things, but uh, you have to create, you have to use the chessboard that you have, right? And you have to have smart people running it. And the Cleveland Browns finally have some smart people running it. Um, I think the, uh, who's the poor dude that got gas? Was it Sashi Brown who was doing the whole mm-hmm. analytics thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs to have some credit because he basically restocked this farm. Uh, so that John Dorsey could come in, and John Dor- basically uh, they gave John Dorsey the cleanest slate that you could have to be a GM, and he happens to be a good GM. So guess what? He's killing it right now, destroying teams. Uh, they're deep at every position, and they still have money to burn. I don't know how you could have had a better offseason than the Browns. Yeah, like I said, you're, well, you already have a quarterback, Baker Baker Mayfield. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. They brought in. Uh, they take. I guess they're taking a couple chances on uh, the running back Kareem Hunt. That yeah. Of <laughs> of everything, that was pretty much. That's the one cloud that I think that is like you. You having such a good off season. You're doing so well with everything, but that's the one where I'm like, man, you didn't really need to do that. You know, you could have taken a flyer on another guy. You could have gotten. Um, I don't know another vet running back. I, I know Carlos Hyde was there, so that's not him, but. I mean, you could have found somebody else. Tevin Coleman was available. He signed for two years, uh, $10 million. Um, Where did Tevin Coleman go again? I forget now. I actually can't remember. Let's use the Googles. Yeah, yeah, let's Google that. But, I mean, that's the kind of running back that you can go for. Where it won't cause any, yeah, it won't cause any issues, right? Um, just the hunt thing. It's like, man. This is risky, by the way. I use it doing my web browser. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Try, it's like, <laughs> they might come up. Some interesting things might pop up. Like, Who is this guy? 49 oh, 49ers. That's right. Great move by the 49ers. Um, but yeah, like imagine if the Browns are seven and one, and Kareem Hunt is activated, right? All of a sudden, you've got like this feel-good thing. They're probably talking about Baker Mayfield as uh, MVP candidate, talking about the Browns Super Bowl chances, all this stuff. And now here it is, Kareem Hunt activated. Now what happens? Now it becomes this huge story. Um, 
if he if he doesn't play well, if he does play well, everything is like magnified with him. I just you just don't need that. Like this is a great team already. So uh, and not that I don't think Kareem Hunt deserves another chance. He should go somewhere else. Just not on a team that like like it feels like every little move that they do could derail the good vibes that they build, mm-hmm. especially that franchise. So it's a tough one for me. Absolutely. Uh, there's no easy segue to this, but uh, speaking of tough, uh, LeBron uh, James. Oh, lordy, uh, lordy, lordy. What, first missed playoffs since his rookie year? Uh, since his second season. Second season, that's yes. right. So, Yikes. Uh, some, how about some interesting things? I wonder what the odds would have been at, well, at the start of the I'm sure someone knows this, this, at the start of the year for the Lakers to miss the playoffs. Yeah, there were, I mean, there were there were odds there, but it was very, there was favorable um there was there were better figures on them. First of all, making the playoffs, uh, the bets were really the action on being would they be a top four seed, um, or could they beat uh, Golden State? And they were still up until the All Star break, probably in the tenth, uh, in the top ten for NBA championship odds. So people still believed in them and stuff. A um, couple of crazy stats I read on Twitter. Um, sorry, Mr. Tweet, folks, who I don't uh, recall. The last time LeBron missed the playoffs. Drake was still on Degrassi and hadn't released any music yet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was actually my tweet and you didn't credit me? No. Wow. Oh. Jerk. My bad. My bad. The question, jerk. <laughs> no, it definitely was not me. But, uh, wow, that's, a, that's, that's wild. I think they, they were also saying that um, they, Netflix wasn't streaming yet. There were no iPhones. Um, there was no Instagram. I mean, it's insane. Like, it was a whole other world uh, 14, 13 years ago when he missed the playoffs. Did he? I mean... I think there was talk going into the season that he going he was going to LA and he knew that it wasn't maybe you know it wasn't like he thought the team was like set to compete to win probably there's probably a year or two away from that but I don't think it was wildest dreams that because like he made made the final with Cleveland with basically no one Kevin Love was injured he made the finals eight years in a row but which is like, insane. I don't, like they had some decent talent in, in LA I know he got injured for a while with LeBron but like yeah. if he didn't get injured they probably would have made the playoffs I'm guessing but they weren't great even before then like what well, what happened I mean prior to the injury they were uh, the last time he he was playing he put together a masterpiece and they dismantled Golden State on Christmas Day and when they beat them they were twenty and fourteen top four seed and a lot of people were they were surging. And then they got hit with injuries. So LeBron got hurt, missed 19, 20 games. As he was about to come back, or 18 games, as he was about to come back, uh, Lonzo Ball got hurt, uh, which was a really big one, too, or in and around that time. They've been, and then Brandon Ingram got hurt. I mean, they've been hit with injuries. But more than anything else, I think he just didn't have, he didn't think he was going to be going with this team for this long. Um, And this team isn't good. Uh, It makes you wonder, like, I've had text conversations with my friends, and you know, one of my buddies was bragged by my yeah, bragged, bragged, friends, friends. Uh, he texted me and he said, "I'm watching this Raptors, uh, Raptors Cavs game." He's like, "I'm not trying to talk shit, but I think LeBron would be really good on this team right now, currently <laughs> constructed." He wasn't trying to gaslight me or troll me. He's a LeBron fan too, and uh, and I was like, "Yeah, man, like they got some guys, man." <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy um, it's too bad it's too bad that you know obviously it's way more exciting and, and interesting if LeBron's in the playoffs obviously it's sad man like that it really it really <clears throat> matters when he's there because it feels like when he gets into the playoffs there's a certain march and a certain tempo that the playoffs take right everything else is going on crazy and here's this one bulldozer that's kind of just plowing through as per usual to get to his spot right and that's sort of one of the marvels of watching him in the playoffs it's 
And whether you love him or hate him, it's like you want him in there. So I don't necessarily love the Yankees. Mm. Much. I don't love the Yankees at all. But yeah. in the, if they're in the playoffs, it's more interesting. Because I, I could hate watch them type thing or whatever, right? It's the same thing with LeBron. I like, I like the... Oh, my God. <laughs> Medic. Man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Whew. Last night. Went to this, this bar. Uh, it's called the Nerdiest Bar in Canada. The Nerdiest Bar in Canada? Uh, was it Snakes and Lattes? Uh, <laughs> that is a good place. I have been there. Uh, let me see the picture of this place. I don't know what this to Snakes and Lattes. I've never <laughs> been there. I just heard it's a board game place. Yeah, I pretty, love board games. Storm Crow Manor. It's like basically a five-minute walk from here. Okay. And uh, one of the things was you have a 20-sided die. Dice. Die. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people call it die. Why did I call it die? I don't know. It's weird. But, uh, and there's 20 different shots you can have. Okay. And whatever one you roll is one you have. Unless, of course, you don't want it, then you can pay an extra dollar to have whatever you want. But just one shot, though. It's not like five, die at five, or whatever. Yeah, okay. yeah, in one shot. And I rolled the 20, which is crazy. And that the, 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 it's the extra one. You get a, a shot glass, which I have over there, the red one over there. As you can see by that uh, oh, yes. last yeah, uh, I, I won that, and it's like a double shot or whatever. It's like one in 20 chance of, what are the odds that I would have gotten the 20? And I rolled the 20, and uh, it's, it's pretty damn nerdy. It was, uh, there's Star Wars, there was like a Star Wars, um, Darth Vader mask, it was like serving, there's like drinks in that, and it made some weird sound, like the, you know, I can't, I can't even do it, the Darth Vader sound, <laughs> whatever, that's not, wow. you know what it is. Was that Darth Vader, was that, a, was that the wind tunnel coming through in the condo here, man, oh my god. But yeah, it was, it was a good place though, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the 20-sided dice, so anyway, the point being, I had a couple of those shots, because I rolled a 20, I had a double one in that, and, uh. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a hurt bag, guys. You can hear. Cloudy, man. Cloudy. Well, um, yeah. let me tell you. Yeah, so back to, um, yeah, <laughs> back to the Lakers. It has been a rough year. And, and about team uh, hate watching, it's just always better when these prominent franchises are involved. Mm. Like, it's cool to see, you know, like teams like the Packers be in the playoffs. Even though, like, when they're struggling, you're like, just get in the playoffs so I can cheer against you and stuff, right? And it's always fun to see an upstart against the Blue Blood franchise, right? It's always more fun to watch either the Blue Blood rip through them or this group of veterans kind of claw their way through them. It's like, how are you supposed to beat them, right? And I think that's what we're going to miss when New England uh, finally hangs them up in, you know, 20, 15 years, 2049. Yeah. 2049, the Patriots have finally retired. And Well, you think anything's going to happen to... Bob, crap, why are we going here? <laughs> I'm like I said. I, I'm just stunned that if even for, to begin with that this even came out the story about him because like he's a billionaire guy. But I was saying to someone the other day, I go, he's a billionaire. Yeah. Surely, if he wanted to have the sex with anyone, he could just be like, hey, I'm a billionaire. Um, you know, he can uh, find some ladies. I would think that would might uh, want to acquiesce uh, for you know. But but don't. He, I'm not saying to pay. I'm just saying he might. He has to be able to find some ladies somewhere. There's yeah. I, I, I would agree with you 100%. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing, man? What are you doing going to... You're a billionaire. What are you doing going to a seedy massage parlor in, like, some grimy part of Florida, man? Like, I'm not going to lie to you. This is a spoiler alert. I've never been to one, and I just don't, I just don't think I would enjoy <laughs> it in terms of, like, I would feel so much pressure, first of all, to, you know, get, job, get done the job quicker. <laughs> But it would just be like, I, I just can't imagine it would be a good experience. I would just be like, this is really freaking awkward. No, and the, here's the crazy part. Maybe it's because you're like, Bob Kraft is super duper rich. But I bet you for one second he didn't think that. 
<laughs> but you're just like, oh, what's this place? Let me roll in here. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, whereas like normal people have to like think about, you know, the consequences of walking into a seedy parlor and stuff. You know, I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, so, yeah. I think honestly, he'll uh, basically like there'll be no problem. Although I still I saw a headline uh, yesterday that uh, they might the tapes might get released. Mm. Something like that. that. That's what's going on. It's like uh, th- that's why I came up in the news is that Bob Kraft's legal team doesn't want this both th- these videos to be released, so they're trying to come up with some kind of like plea deal. But the plea deal that the that the state or whoever the prosecution is asking for is that the plea deal insists that they plead guilty. Right. To these, so that, that if, if the, the evidence were to be presented, that like yes, he yes, would be guilty to exactly. Yeah, like yeah. if he takes that deal, and they they will not accept that, which is. Basically, like you know, every legal, every major famous person who does a buyout buys something off. It's like with the with the caveat of, I'm not guilty of this at all, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyways, Bobby Kraft, <sighs> what a guy, off the rails, just like us right now. Mm-hmm. Speaking <laughs> of off the rails, uh, uh, March Madness. Uh, the, we we're recording this on the Saturday, so I guess it's been uh, two days of the madness. Two days, yeah, two yeah. days. Uh, what do you think? I didn't really watch much of it last night. The, the Thursday, not uh, not crazy. Let, like, it wasn't a lot of crazy, wild finishes. Yeah, no. Is there another term uh, beneath? I would go like two notches down on madness. What we call it like? What, what's what's after madness? Frenzy. Sure. And then beneath frenzy would be like boring. Pandemonium. The margin boring. Or maybe pandemonium <laughs> is after madness, right? Madness, <laughs> pandemonium, frenzy. I'd even go below that. It's more like the merch competitiveness. Geez. Yeah. You know, like it was cool, but it wasn't. You know, I I watched some games. You know, going back now too, from the time I used to watch it, like uh, before, I used to sit down and like watch all day, like on the couch, and you know, watch games and ship through and everything. And now it's just, I don't know, it's kind of a lot of the same thing. I I just yeah, my interest has waned over the years. Like I just cared less and less and less. In fact, this year I was like, I'm not even going to enter a bracket. And then now I'm in three pools somehow, but yeah, it's just I don't know. I just, I just it's unbelievable to me this tournament how ninety nine percent of people literally do not give a flying wazoo the entire regular season about college basketball at all. No one cares, mm-hmm. and as soon as March Madness rolls around, boom, everyone cares so much about it. It's yeah, crazy. It must be hard if you are like a true hardcore college basketball analyst, uh, you know, and then having gone through the entire year and fine uh, fine tooth fine comb toothing it there you go uh, about all kinds of teams all, all levels and then just having a bunch of like mainstream dudes jump in and be like well let me tell you who's gonna win yeah <laughs> who's yeah. gonna do this who's gonna do that like it's tough man it must be really tough to talk, to hear these guys talk about it for basically it's a uh, it's like you run a nice um, you know nice bar all year round and for <laughs> one month, there's like a festival that comes into town and a bunch of dudes coming into your saloon and just like wrecking shop and like being loud and obnoxious and stuff. You know what I mean? So, but you know, the madness is, it's cool. It's a fun tournament. I, I wouldn't diss it and everything like that. I just think it's, it's harder to, uh, I think as you get older, I think it becomes harder and harder to enjoy, man. I think mm-hmm. it's one of those things. To me, the, the reason the madness sort of lost was lost upon me was like, I think it was like six, five or six years ago. I was dominating the entire tournament. I was easily going to win this pool. As long as one of the last six games went my way. Just one of the last six games. Mm. Any of them went my way. I would have won the whole thing. All six games lost. And I still am finishing third in this pool, despite the last six games the team I needed to win lost. 
still finished third. That's how much I was dominating. So that I was just so, so bitter and pissed off. And I just haven't gotten to that level since. And like I said, I've actually always wondered about this strategy as well. It's, not, it's boring to do. But if you were to basically pick the favorite in every single matchup all the way to the end, would you have a better chance of winning than if you just pick randomly? I would say yes. Because obviously, usually the ones get obviously pretty far. Not all the time, of course. Mm-hmm. But like, would that? It's it's no fun to do that. Every year I say I'm going to do that strategy, and I never do. But uh, I would think that you. I mean, obviously there's Loyola, Chicago Loyola, Loyola yeah. last year, so that no one would have picked that. So that obviously would completely screw you up. But well, here's the crazy part this year is that I do a couple of just like jump on ESPN and pick a couple of pools, and one of them I did this year was strictly coin toss. So I just did head tails, head tails. Hmm. Um, that is like so. Like you, you pick some sixteen seeds then. Yes. Ooh. Two sixteen seeds advanced. Woof. Uh, I think the team that won was a team that got eliminated yesterday. Actually, St. Mary's <laughs> was, was my national champion. <laughs> uh, could you imagine having to go with that bracket as your life and death bracket? Like you just do a heads and tails. It would wow. be the worst, man. So I, I just think um, part of it for me that I still enjoy though. When I do get into watching the games and having some real time to like get to it as it gets closer to the end, it's fun to watch young uh, athletes crumble under the pressure. Mm, like mm. it's it's so funny because we'll watch NBA games and we'll see guys screw up throwing an inbounds pass late in the game, and we're like, what the what the hell are you doing, right? You are an absolute embarrassment. And this happens like one out of every five possessions in college basketball. Yeah, yeah. Bad play, bad decision, bad shot. And it's just, and especially when the momentum, like momentum is a real thing in college hoops. Like if you're, if a team is on a 15-0 run, you know for sure the next play is going to be a throw and pass into somebody's hands and a three and a you know, timeout coming up. So for me, it's still kind of fun to watch, um, watch people crumble under pressure. Yeah, you're sadistic, I guess. That's that's, that's quite nice of you. Uh, like that and like golf, it's like fun to watch, man. Like you can actually literally see them, um, like they're uh, melting down uh, in real time because there, there's no masks or anything like that. And you can just see them like unraveling and getting inside their own heads. And yeah, yeah, I guess I am sick. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, well, I guess the, we, we will, our last topic for today, we're, uh, what, what time are we at here? We got Got some time. Got some time. Yeah. Okay. Well, try to keep these podcasts shorter. You know, because yeah. uh, you know, I always wonder what the pocket time is for a podcast. Thirty minutes, forty-five. I don't know. We could we could literally talk for ten hours, which I'm, obviously is not good. So, uh, <laughs> NHL. Uh, I, you're telling me that you're a huge NHL fan, and you know everything that's going on. You are up to date on on everything. Like you just have a dearth of knowledge. Put it this way, uh, I've de- uh, deliberated creating an Instagram or Twitter account. Uh, calling myself like um, basically coma from 2008. So basically, <laughs> I would jump on a Twitter talking about NHL like it was 2008. So it'd be I like, like that. I like that. It'd be like uh, you know Canucks and Flames. I'm like, let's see if the Sedins and Burroughs can keep it going. <laughs> like that's as that, I mean, basically, there's that. That's what happened. My my knowledge of um, of NHL hockey basically fell off of a cliff um, since I've been uh, doing different things and. My focus has been more on football and, uh, and basketball. So it, it's crazy. Like I was telling you earlier, I, um, I finished a game yesterday and, and uh, sports was on. So some highlights and they were just talking about like the playoff picture. And again, I'm still confused by the board, by the NHL playoff board that they have like, the, well, I don't still understand why the wild cards 
take up the massive amount of space. Mm, mm, that's true. <laughs> so, well, it's about, yeah, two teams to make, make the wild card, and yeah. obviously all the teams that don't make it. <laughs> so, but we, what uh, on on my show, uh, Jane Dan show, Brag, yes. we do, we just get rid of the teams that aren't even in the playoff picture anymore, that are yeah. realistically out of it. Instead of having all of these teams on the on the right side, yeah, it's like why even show Ottawa, for example, they're out of it. So yeah. then just just wipe them off the board altogether. Listen, hey, designers of boards, how about put the teams that are in the playoffs prominently and the team's fighting down the side so I don't if I have the volume off it looks to me like Montreal and whoever is in the pole position in the playoffs I'm like wow Montreal's in first and I'm like oh no they're in the first for one of the wild card spots but right, on the right. side I look on the side I'm like and we just we're just brushing off that Tampa Bay has 120 points and I'm like what the hell it's like written in like three times smaller the font <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like stunned I'm like Tampa Bay has 120 points like what the hell? And then, so I started asking you the questions, right? I'm like, is Steven Stamkos like the man? And you're like, mm, no. I mean, he's good, but he's not the man anymore. Like, oh he's, yeah, I'd say probably a top 10 player, certainly, but not like the player or whatever to... His, his teammate, Nikita Kucherov, would be better. We would be considered better now, absolutely. That's way crazy. more points. That's crazy. So my, my Twitter account would have been something like, wow, this combo of Vinny LeCavalier and Marty St. Louis is still cooking. <laughs> in 2019 and uh, i don't think anyone would appreciate that i think people would think i was a jerk for not they're still talking oh, about i think that. no there, there's a market there people would think that was kind of funny you oh, talk about taylor chorney two mom's boy would i say something like like would you who would really get it though if i say my twitter handle was uh hockey coma right and then uh and then my my line was uh, I've woken up from a coma from from 2008. So I'm like looking at these standings. I'm like, boy, Dave Andrichuk is really leading this <laughs> Lightning team as a captain. <laughs> do you think people would get it? Or do you think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, I think they think that's hilarious, actually. Especially because people always love um, uh, people always love like nostalgia players from when they were younger type yeah. things. So I think people would think it was funny. I think that people would really appreciate that too for like baseball. Like if you did baseball coma. Uh, Nikita Kucherov, by the way, has uh, 32 more points than Stamkos. Stamkos is still a very good player, 88 points in 75 games. Oh, but, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, baseball, yes, of course. Right. Can of course. you imagine that? Like, because we do all this J stuff, right? They're like, they're like you know, uh, they're up, uh, they're up seven four here. You think we just go to Dwayne Ward for the next two innings and then finish <laughs> it off with Hanky, or do you think we stay with whoever? Right? People would love that. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I, I, I just made me think of this uh, for the All Star game, like the home run derby. Yes. I don't know why MLB, MLB doesn't do this. Having a Legends home run derby, like Ken Griffey Jr., Frank Thomas. Oh. Those, you know how exciting people people would love that stuff. Obviously, you tell them well in advance so they could train and stuff like that. They would be all over <laughs> That's that. So they could train in advance. <laughs> Imagine uh, just an emergency replacement. <laughs> we but, got. Oh, can you imagine Frank Thomas in a, in a home run derby? Oh, sign me up. Could you imagine if they, they, they were running out of guys, like, I got injured, you had to withdraw, and like, last minute, they're like, oh, we were able to get Harold Baines, it's <laughs> like 61, he hasn't, he hasn't run in 16 years. Oh, man. I'd love that. I've said that idea before, I think I'm pretty sure I've said this in this podcast, on the podcast, that or a, a, a horrible batters yeah. uh, as the home run derby contestants, well, who well, never did home runs. <laughs> The line drive derby. Do you remember? Do you remember the Canadian Baseball League? Yes. It was a thing. Uh, I think it was like around 2002 or something like that. Yes. Uh, it never actually ended up finishing the season because they got most of the teams got like nothing, like no fans at all, mm-hmm. uh, and then the folding up shop. But the uh, All Star Game Home Run Derby mm-hmm. produced zero home runs. 
zero home runs. <laughs> it's a fun Google. If you want to do that, Canadian Baseball League, uh, run by Ferguson Jenkins back in the day. Oh, man. Like, I think there was one team that never played a home game because they never they couldn't get a diamond, like, ready in time or something like that. That is rich, man. Zero home runs in the home run derby. Oh, my God. How fun would that be to watch? By the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, speaking of home run derbies, I know we're, we're getting close to time here, but I just got to say, so I'm on Twitter a little bit more just because uh, I'm posting a few stories here and there. And, so I and where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, they can find me at ericrosales77. Some of my stories of sportsbettingdime.com are up there. Uh, but yeah, I started, you know, shuffling through a little bit, and of course, the first thing on my feed, again, my my uh, my list of people I follow and everything is from a coma as well, right? <laughs> so it just re- resurfaces. So first thing that pops up is a is um, a bunch of tweets from Jose Canseco. Oh boy! And so Jose Canseco, his biggest newest gripe is that he's ripping on Alex Rodriguez, who's married now engaged to Jennifer Lopez, saying that he's been sleeping with Canseco's ex-wife. Mm-hmm. So he's like doing some crazy shit he's like saying come take a take a lie detector test with me and stuff so i'm like this guy's crazy so i click on his feed and he's i mean it is one of the most entertaining twitter feeds ever so this guy's like, that's a word for it yeah he's got like this one tweet where he's like he's like whatever he's like i forget it was what his uh age was but he's like say he's 55 he's like 55 and still hitting 500 foot bombs and he shows a video of him on a softball diamond <laughs> a softball five. He's like, I challenge anybody to, to match me. <laughs> <laughs> he is 54. Good guy. Good. good uh, just he, one year off. Nice. He is hilarious. So uh, that stuff's funny, yes. But like when some of the things that I I haven't, I haven't followed him in forever. I sometimes I'll see retweets. Some yeah. people will retweet him his stuff. Some of that stuff, it's like, oh my lord, what are you talking about? It's not even, it's not even English. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Basically, but he is. Uh, it's just funny to resurrect that account and then just see him as like one of the first people. And I'm like, wow, this is part of the reason why I'm not here anymore. Mm. And now I just kind of get a good laugh of it. So, Jose Canseco, yeah, he's uh, he's something else. That's what for a, sure. What but a, I put him in the home run derby. Oh, perfect! What a great out that is. <laughs> <laughs> Bang! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I put Abrod in there. Actually, no, I, of course they would never do this, but just put all the guys who were juice, who juiced, oh, who were, and then put them in in the home run derby. Obviously not juicing. Well, they should, have they, te- they should have team juice versus team natural. Ooh, Don't that. tell me people wouldn't watch oh, that. Oh, I like that. I like and that then, a lot. And then they come out to like, uh, like the team juice would come out to like uh, Hollywood Hogan NWO music. Oh my God. Don't tell me we wouldn't cheer that on. I'd be going for them. Rob Manfred, if you're listening to this podcast, MLB, MLB commissioner, come on, do it. Do it. You know, you know what I mean? Do come it. On, come on, man. <laughs> is that it for the, the, the episode 59 of the pod? Or? Episode 59 is in the books, man. Wow. It's, uh, it's good. I'm glad to be back. Great to be back. And we'll, uh, we'll be pushing out more content uh, for sure. Thank you for listening to episode 59 of Jack Ham or some Pittsburgh Steeler guy, whatever. They're, I hate the Steelers. <laughs> I was triggering myself. <sighs> Seahawks shouldn't have lost that Super Bowl. <laughs> the referee gave the Steelers the game. Sorry. All right. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, episode 59 of the podcast. Uh, bang. Don't take my idea of a Twitter coma. Bang. <laughs> <laughs>